0: I've never dealt with like a huge influx of um, acne um, however I do deal with hormone imbalance and I can see it in my skin sometimes when I get breakouts I don't they don't come to a head and they just hurt right and mm. I'm like that's just another thing to look at where when we have those hormone imbalances if you understand what things look like then you have a better idea of what you might be needing your body needs that's why a lot of people say your skin totally. is sometimes the map of what's going on inside
1: Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us
0: anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rebel Heart Radio this week. We are so excited to join all of you and dig into hormonal acne today. Oh, it's
0: such an unsexy title, but so many, so many of us need us. Even if you don't feel like you suffer with it really, really badly, you cannot tell me that you don't get breakouts based around your hormone cycle or if you're a man you have a lot of oil like this is more than just women Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. in this situation I'm like I wish you guys could get a glimpse into us making notes for this because
1: (laughs) (laughs) this turned into a three different episodes instead of just one (laughs) Oh, we have so much to say in the best way. Yes. So this will be really similarly structured to our skin typing series episodes. And who knows, maybe we'll throw it under the umbrella of that after the fact. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, we've talked about elements of hormonal acne on various episodes of the podcast. You've gone through so much of your knowledge about acne on episode 73. We talked about um, acne and, and signs and symptoms and topical and then we talked about healing acne from within i think that was 74 i might have mm-hmm. flipped the numbers on those but you get the gist
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. um and i'm excited for hormonal acne to have its own happy little place to live yeah. so that folks who are specifically you know dealing with that can come to this place so yes hi welcome uh mm-hmm. we're gonna geek out real hard today but before Ooh. we do that miss mm-hmm. jen how are you give us an update I'm doing good. I'm on a little bit of a nervous-sided high in the best way because <laughs> last night
0: I pulled the trigger. I'm like, let's go. I'm um, I I'm starting the journey of Zumba certification. Oh my And gosh. it's it's like once you once you press go, you have a limited time. It's a month, but you have a limited time to get through the modules because I'm doing um, I'm doing at your own pace because there's options and I knew I couldn't do in person. It was too far, and I was you can't control who you're around and. I just didn't know what kind of circumstances that would mean. And you can get it done in one day. And I was like, that sounds kind of (laughs) nice. Or you can do the modules or you can attend a live at home training. And I just legit don't know how I could find because it's an it's an eight hour day. Oh, my gosh. Like a solid eight hour day of Zumba content and learning. And like on a platform like Zoom uh yeah -hmm. or in person and I was like "Mm, that sounds you think you think great I'm gonna get it done in one day and I'm like that's like a straight up like two-day recovery
1: (laughs) like that much zoom we had our and we had our annual managing director meetings for beauty counter on mm -hmm. Thursday and Friday of last week which you well know uh and it was about five five and a half hours of zoom both days And then on top of that, we had, I had a couple of my own meetings after the fact. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Which, why did I sign myself up for more Zoom after the Zoom? I don't know. They they had (gasps) been on the books for a long time and I didn't want to adjust things. So, all of that to say, (laughs) I just, Zoom fatigue was so real. I swear, I plopped on my couch and was horizontal immediately after <laughs> I was done with everything at like 3 p.m. both days. Yeah. And Josh got home from work with little man and they were like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm a zombie pace. <laughs> like, yeah. Peace. See you later. Yeah. For real. So and I get that. I'm,
0: I, yeah. And I've done enough zoom for more than like an hour or two to know that I'm like a full day, an eight hour day of Zumba content and learning. I'm like, that's not as quick as it looks. That's let's go a few day recovery and like digest and figure it out. And so I was like, "You know what? It's a longer module. It's actually 10 hours of module training um to do at your own pace. So it's 2 hours more of content that you have to go through. And yes, you have to watch it all and it's timed and like you can't speed ahead and so it is it's going to be 10 solid hours. But I'm like you know what, this is probably better for me and my family because there's going to be a lot less fatigue, but it's going to straight up take me almost a whole month to get through it.
1: Well, and you were realistic with yourself going into that too, which is so important. Like I just said, I'm over here like, why did I schedule more Zoom after my Zoom? Like I didn't (laughs) have that self-awareness around it.
0: Oh man. Well, you think I'm just sitting there listening, but there's something about being on camera and getting ready. And then like taking in information is so energetic. Mm -hmm. Like it's just... it's 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 an energetic draw like it's not you know and Zumba even more so for me I believe because Zumba is high energy and my first module I got through my first module was like an introduction and like what the methods were and things the second module was an hour live class
1: Mm -hmm. that you attend
0: and I was like oh mm, nope can't do that right now like (laughs) realizing oh I'm gonna have to make space for an hour long live class and um Anyway, so I'm, I'm really excited about it because I got a chance to kind of like explore some of the limited scope that I got to see on the Zen Network, which is like the back, like kind of like behind the counter for Beauty Counter. But it's um, the Zumba Instructor Network and they give you limited access, almost like trial run access until you finish your certification. So you can see what's going to be accessible to you and... Um... <laughs> I legit got emotional like watching one of the videos because it was like a group of people like a huge group of people with instructors on the stage and um, and the, the beats were things I love and it was like energy and there is nothing like being in a room full of other people feeling the same beat and energy as you and that's what Zumba is about. It's about like, you know, thriving and living off of that like up energy and part of the reason why I didn't jump into Zumba like right away is I very much understand that I am not a cardio queen. I'm not sure I'll ever be a cardio queen. I am a let's dance for joy. Let's move our body for joy, not for how hard can I push myself. And I was a little nervous that I wouldn't be able to because I have a tendency to over push myself. (laughs) It's my three wing. (laughs) Coming into full force there, uh, <laughs> where I just, I'm just going to achieve this workout and I'm going to kill it and all these things. And that just doesn't serve my body. I've done it over and over and over again. And I know that that doesn't serve me. um My hormones are not happy with me and all the things are not happy with me when I do that. And so um, I was, I'm looking at this Zumba journey a little differently because I think a lot of people come into Zumba with cardio in mind. I'm going to, I'm going to sweat. I'm going to, work my body to the bones and I'm going to kill it. And I just am not going to be be like that. So I'm looking at this with a more different eye of like, how does this make me feel? How am I going to present this to the world if I'm going to be teaching? Because my method is not going to be how much can I make you sweat? It's going to be how much joy is this going to bring to me and to people that are doing this class with me? Um, you know, and we get a workout in the process. So be it, but I am not going to be like proud of the fact that people can't walk the next day after they take my class, you know what I mean? Um, and so it's, it's interesting coming at it from a different perspective than I think most people come to cardio teaching. (laughs) Um, and I really resisted it for a long time. I was really like, um, I am not a cardio queen anymore. Like I can't look at this, like I'm going to kill it. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to sweat a ton and I'm going to have a hard time walking the next day and I'll, you know I had to come at this from like why do I want to do this do I want to keep doing it and how is that serving my body and I got to play with it for a long time by doing um, this groove class which is a dance fitness class and I loved it I loved that class so much and it brought me so much joy and it um and once soon as I realized that I knew that I needed to bring it back into my life in 2020 just oh my gosh I just ruined it <laughs> So I'm happy to be in this play, sp- this space, but I recognize like I've got got some healthy boundaries to put up with it, and um, about what works for me and what doesn't, and I'm trying to walk into it with eyes wide open. But right now I'm just super excited because I just I do miss choreography. I miss making playlists. I miss moving my body with joy. I miss um, I am going to continue miss uh, missing being around people while I do it for now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But someday, <laughs> I think we've officially reached critical mass of COVID, and we're all pretty done over at this. I mean, people were over it a long time ago, but Ugh. it's yeah. hard. It, it's just hard. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I never imagined or went through the scenario of if we would go through a pandemic in in modern culture, yeah. right? In modern times, but it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It has to happen. It didn't but even dawn on me when this started that
0: this would even could possibly go this long. It know, just legit <laughs> was not a thing
1: in my brain. Josh did, but he didn't really talk to me about it. We've talked about it's that on the podcast a couple of times. <sighs> I remember being yeah. like going on a Costco trip before the pandemic really hit and we were having our in person beauty counter event in Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, pivoting because our event in san francisco was canceled because of covid <laughs> and mm-hmm. we were just like woohoo we'll just do it in portland instead you know and we, we shifted break and pivoted everything if i had known what i know now there's no way i would have held that event there's no <laughs> right? way
0: i know there's so many things i would have done differently i mean yes. i i went to great wolf lodge the days before the event like i was in a Swimming a public swimming pool hotel. You were, you were in a sweat lodge with a Yeah. It's like I would have done that oh very gosh. differently. Yeah. But at the same time, like things it's it's I'm I'm grateful for the rollout of knowledge because um if I would have known that things would have been restricted this way, i it would have been a harder adjustment for me emotionally. So I did get the time I needed and I'm grateful that I had summer, let me tell you. I I can't wait for the weather to warm up even just a little bit. Pfft. I'm going to get outside. We'll move around <laughs> more. I'm, like, doing a little more movement, but it's it's just cold and miserable right now here and dark. Yes. But tis the season. Another reason why I'm excited about Zumba. I'm legit, like, making plans. Like, where can I put um
1: fun lights in my studio? Like, <laughs> like colored lights and, like, create so an you're, ambiance. And... You're doing Zumba certification and you're renovating your studio at the same time. Yep. That's, yep. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to actually renovate, Cassie knows, like this
0: station that I have my equipment set up on is kind of like this rolling box, <laughs> essentially, and I'm strangely emotional about this, but I'm going to break it down and we're going to reimagine it because it's time it's to just, go. It's too bulky, and I and honestly, I don't use the lighting system that I used, but why this was built, I don't use that lighting anymore, and so I have to like reimagine things, and just yesterday, I was realizing... He, he goes i could totally break it down for you he's like i don't ever want you to think because he made it for me it's got like rolling casters on it and it's like it's this is a sturdy piece of equipment you guys like and, well, he's and gonna the have original to break purpose it down.
1: was to do youtube tutorials right
0: dslr yeah dslr and that's a different kind of lighting status than you need and quite frankly like the lighting needs now are just very different you know we're we're used to natural light we're used to like just you know, not studio lighting because of all the TikToks and reels and social media that's out there now. Um, and while I appreciate the great studio lighting, I'm going to reimagine it a little bit and mm. um, see what I can come up with. It's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. Well, it'll but... be fun. It'll
1: be fun to see how it all, how it all shakes out. I know it'll be, it'll be good. What about you? I, I got Zumba on my mind. What do you got your in mind? <laughs> well i am i'm just in the thick of like content creating and doing fun stuff for the blog and getting really Mm. excited about that i knock on wood this might be the year that i finally get the kind of volume of content out for the blog that i would like to and Mm. um keep your eyes peeled you should see me on tiktok and on (laughs) instagram reels here by now by the time you guys are listening to this episode i know i gave myself a deadline i was like you must do your first tiktok by this day and i've actually posted a couple of videos that i've since made private because once i learned enough of tiktok and reels like they just don't make a lot of sense because there's not enough text overlay instructions context that kind of thing so yes i'm gonna do it and um my for you page on tiktok if you guys are on tiktok you know the for you page has officially <laughs> unlocked what I call chef TikTok and I'm stoked about it. <laughs> so, so I finally unfollowed cool. I finally unfollowed a bunch of people and started to like do the not interested thing on my for you page so that I could see and direct my interest toward food and mm. TikTok has officially gotten the message so I'm pretty excited about that. Ooh, <laughs> I'm actually consuming so cool. the kind of content that I want to be producing which is really inspiring. Dude. And uh, yeah, blog, the blog stuff is just happening. I mean, I have a whole content plan rolling out for the rest of the year. It was kind of slow going at the beginning of the year, just giving myself some time and space to um, get everything off the ground, really, and be intentional about what I want to be doing over there. And the first thing is going to be incorporating a bunch of new, you know, brunchy recipes and cake.
0: and brands.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm you know it that is the brand is brunch and cake people um yes. despite yes, the yes. fact that there's not a lot of brunch or a lot of cake on the blog yet <laughs> but I'm starting to oh, see man. those pages fill up when you do the you know the categories you choose the the brunch oh, category and it's like 12 recipes and I'm like oh no way <laughs> oh, you know so other cool. folks have hundreds but we're we're in the early stages over here so yeah. it's really fun and I'm starting to work on the next cookbook already which is really fun
0: And I will
1: share details about that more in the future. Um, This will be a paid cookbook, and it's going to be quite meatier than the holiday cookbook. But um, it'll be digital all the same. Non, not not a printed version yet. And uh, like I will be printing it for myself. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be coming in probably the second half of this year. So amazing. Um, keep keep your eyes out for more info. Eyes and ears out for more info on that. Mm. So. That's exciting yeah. it's and so much more than just blogging like dang, that's a yes. lot. Yeah, we're we're building way. a brand over here. It happens to be what we're what we're doing. Well, let's uh, let's dig into our, our episode today. We've got a lot to say. Um, <laughs> as we mentioned prior, we have a lot of meat for for hormonal acne and wanting to uh, really lay it out for all of you. And so we have three episodes about hormonal acne coming out here over the next few mm-hmm. weeks. And we're going to dig into this week talking about really the foundation of hormonal acne causes, some signs and symptoms, things like that. And next week, we're going to dig into healing that from within, healing hormonal acne from within. Very similar to our healing acne from within episode, but a little more nuanced. And then Mm -hmm. um, in the next episode after that, I think that'll be 140 and then 141. Genevieve Mm -hmm. is going to walk us through some topical solutions for hormonal acne that are uh, probably different than how you've heard her speak about acne in the past so I have oh, been, yeah, yes. been wanting to talk about it do that yeah I've been wanting to talk about it this way for a while and so much of of what you're going to share in a couple of weeks is due to the experience that you have obviously you know in your years of med spa service and everything but mm-hmm. also doing skin consultations and hearing what folks are dealing with in that space you want to tell us a little bit more
0: yeah, yeah, that was kind of an interesting aha moment for me was seeing um, categories of types of th- reasons why and I'm, I'm excited to like break down th- them more succinctly because I can see evidence of it 100% in people's skin and a breakout is a breakout is a breakout is what we've been told for ever is like, oh, I'm breaking out. But really, there are different types of breakouts and you can see like there might be Areas that break out all the time or you might see it with it with oil or without oil, redness, um, lots of little ones or big ones like they all mean something a little different. And um, I kind of became obsessed with it at the beginning of 2020 that um, it bothered me that I couldn't topically address easily someone who was getting off of birth control or saw or got on birth control for acne control. Like that really bothered me. I wanted to understand more about how to support someone's skin topically and like what that meant for them. And I did this really deep dive because obviously it's hormone related because otherwise the birth control wouldn't be doing anything. And I I did this deep dive of what different androgen hormones are doing for our skin and what that means. And um, I, I had a lot of realizations of different androgen hormones have a different actual like mechanical, like physiological, physiological reaction to our skin, like how it works and functions, Mm -hmm. which means you're going to have different topical care. You know, depending on what kind of needs you have. And I started to inadvertently put put people in categories of like, okay, we're seeing evidence of this and um, this type of hormone, um, this type of hormone, or sometimes they would come to me and be like, oh, yeah, I'm working with a practitioner. I have trouble with this androgen hormone. And then I would start asking questions of like, well, are you experiencing X, Y, and Z? And they'd be like, how did you know? And I'm like, weird. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did my research friend. Yeah, I'm doing my research. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And so when I started making those connecting dots and I was able to help people more and more, uh, I started to realize that it is absolutely possible to support the skin topically as we're also dealing with things internally. Um, Always. Always. Right. And that's also the reason why you and I started this podcast, because we were like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) all these dots. So... That was, that was really my journey there was realizing I could do something about it because I did feel pretty helpless in the first like five years of my aesthetics career um, because I was told this ingredient and in this product over here is going to cause or f- fix all of these acne problems. And that was just flat out not true for the majority of people. And and they couldn't tell me, like these, these skincare companies couldn't tell me who what kind of breakouts it was good for. They were like, well, anyone breaking out. And I'm like, that's not true. Your product actually made this person's skin worse. Like, what do you mean this is an acne product? <laughs> and I know you guys understand. If you've had breakouts or you've ever dealt with breakouts and you're like, you go straight to an acne skincare line, it's like 90% of the time it makes it worse or it does nothing. And mm-hmm. I just became kind of obsessed with figuring out why and what that meant. And that's
1: what I'm ready for with these episodes. I'm like, let's do this. I'm, I'm like ready to talk about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I remember there was no nuance November, but I feel like we're in no nuance. <laughs> what is this February at this point? So yeah. we are <laughs> <laughs> digging into all the things about skin and uh, hormonal acne. There's so many pieces of the puzzle and it's not there's not it's not linear. That's the thing. Mm-mm. It's really Mm-mm. not linear. Um, And I think we're all kind of hopeful that once those like hormonal teen years are behind us, that acne is going to be like this distant memory and we're just going to be able to be like, oh gosh, yeah, I remember the last time I, yeah, I do remember the last time I had acne because it was today. (laughs) (laughs) It was today, today. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, obviously, unfortunately for many women like myself, like that's just not the case. And I Mm -hmm. actually didn't really have a lot of acne until I was an adult. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be rooted in a a ton of different imbalances within the body. And, you know, I I like we talked about this in our acne episode in 73, but I just wanted to, to say, like, if you're struggling with acne, I just... I feel you. I've been there. I'm still there sometimes cyclically throughout the month (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's awful. And it's really awful when you're in your thirties, your forties, et cetera, you know, maybe even up to your fifties and sixties, if you're dealing with menopause, you know, it's awful. And you thought you were going to be done with it, you know? And I think, I love what you said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I love what you said. Like we, there are lots of topical things we can do, while we also work from the inside out and that's so important, Super important. to note a mm-hmm. um, couple of things to note is that there are always food sensitivities in play when acne is on the table <laughs> always yeah. there's always mm-hmm. some sort of dietary component you can pretend like there's not there totally is and it could be something totally weird you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be always gluten or sugar or dairy or what have you, sometimes it's something that you're eating that your body's reacting to. And maybe it's mm-hmm. just something like, oh, I don't know, garlic. Because guess what? When I removed garlic from my diet because I found out I was intolerant to it on food sen- sensitivity test, my skin cleared up a lot which is oh, crazy. Garlic is That's supposed to be me. so good for your skin, but um. it wasn't, my skin wasn't handling it. Right. At mm-hmm. least in that moment, such a good, so yeah. So important to talk about those
0: kind of things because I think a lot of people think, Oh, I'm weird. And it's like, everybody's weird.
1: We're all weird. <laughs> like, weird is normal. Weird is yes. normal. Yes. Oh, and I, you know, on that note too, like it's important to note that acne is not just a skin issue. skin, your skin has its entire own ecosystem that's connected to your vaginal ecosystem and your gut microbiota it's everything's you know hanging out with each other and Mm -hmm. people forget And we've talked about this several times but I'll I'll mention it again you know your skin is an extension of your gut your your gut is epithelial tissue like I love talking about that it's a lot of your skin (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some of these kind of nuanced hormonal changes, but the cascade that we tend to see is we have some kind of hormonal change that increases sebum production and Mm -hmm. then you get inflammatory breakouts and then the bacteria start to kind of feed on that. Then we get a bacterial breakout that's caused by an inflammatory breakout. And Mm -hmm. when you see that like white pus, when you can pop as it, That's your immune system, like getting busy in your pores. It's like, excuse me, we're going to get rid of this and trying to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, and when you're leaning into healing acne from the inside, it takes a good six to nine months to maybe even heal your gut, just your gut. And then your skin can take even longer to heal after you've healed your gut, which is again Mm -hmm. a huge vote for working on stuff topically while you're also working on stuff internally to try and get some resolution so that you're not just kind of sitting in this interim space where you're like, okay, I'm doing the work, but the skin isn't looking the way I want it to. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's dig into like the actual. in a box definition of like what is hormonal acne i think a lot of people think they have hormonal acne when they don't i think a lot of people think they have regular or vulgaris acne when they don't have hormonal when they have hormonal acne so it can mm-hmm. go both ways um and basically the answer is what is hormonal acne it's complicated <laughs> yes <For real. laughs> um, essentially it's caused by a hormonal imbalance of some sort most common we see sex hormones Androgens specifically, such as testosterone, it's not always testosterone, but it's often androgens um, that trigger the oil glands to make more oil and also cause the skin cells that line the hair follicles to become overly sticky and thick and clog the pores. And that can lead to breakouts. Um, I do have and something then, to say
0: about that in particular because go for a it. lot of times testosterone has a tendency to get the bad rap for things like that. But when you mix, uh, an estrogen, an estrogenic human, <laughs> I can't even say just women, but an estrogenic human who totally. is, because um, we all have all of these, these within our body, right? So like we have all these different So when we have slightly elevated estrogen levels, so even a testosterone driven individual who has elevated estrogenic levels is going to see a change in their skin. When we have a rise in estrogenic levels, we are actually naturally more dehydrated in our cells, period. And so when you add Mm -hmm. testosterone to it, testosterone actually kicks in, um, just like you were saying, triggers the oil glands, the sebum glands to turn on, and we get a production of oil there. Um, If we have, which most of us, if you listen to our episode about um, hormone uh
1: like xeno xenoestrogens xenoestrogens how do so 137 how do you say that? Yep. Listen to that one yeah so we talked about estrogen dominance and xenoestrogens on episodes mm-hmm. 137 and 138 really recently guess what like that affects last week. <laughs> all
0: all human beings all of us and so yes. if we are yeah. being exposed to more estrogen um dominance then men are also going to see this too. And when we have more dehydrated cells in our body mixed with the extra sebum production, we've got this perfect storm for like paper mache on our skin. Mm. Poor cell turnover rate, clogged pores. Um, and then the, we get further dehydrated because no moisture is aiding the top of our skin. Um, and it's almost like essentially having like this little environment where we're just like super duper dehydrated. And it's just, it's cyclical. Because as the dead skin cells rise up, they get caught and stuck in this cycle that's happening, and then um, and then they build up around our pores and around hairs, so we get like ingrown hairs. We get more bacteria. There's more places for bacteria to proliferate and cause wreak havoc, especially in our pores, um, because it's dark. And there's no oxygen, not as much oxygen, because that's where most of the oil production lives. So if you think that this doesn't affect you, because you're like, eh, it's fine. It's, it's like most likely someone around you deals with these issues, though, too. Um, and like, I don't deal. I'm very blessed. I've never dealt with like a huge influx of um, acne. Um, however, I do deal with hormone imbalance and I can see it in my skin. Sometimes when I get breakouts, I don't they don't come to a head and they just hurt. Right. And mm. I'm like, that's just another thing to look at where when we have those hormone imbalances, if you understand what things look like, then you have a better idea of what you might be needing your body needs. That's why a lot of people say your
1: skin totally. is sometimes the map of what's going on inside, you know? Mm-hmm. And to your point, you know, this is this kind of hormonal cascade is something that a lot of folks who are actually transitioning Mm -hmm. deal with so for example if you already are an estrogen dominant person no matter how you identify like exactly as you said i'm not going to say this perfectly you guys i still like have work to do around my language around gender identity and all of that but man this conversation is for every human period Mm -hmm. regardless of gender identity
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: um i you know i will say during that transition if you are taking testosterone and and you have that testosterone, that androgen dump that's happening, and you also have the possibility of being estrogen dominant because of environmental toxicity, et cetera, then that's where those two worlds are gonna collide in the way that Jen just described as well. So we're not just talking about men and women identifying there's non binary, there's folks in transition, all sorts of of skin issues that can pop up with that that are Absolutely. hormonally charged. So mm-hmm. Um, Okay, and I will also add to your point as well that like our chin and jawline are particularly sensitive to hormonal changes, the skin Mm -hmm. in the other areas of our face is just a little more like it just can it can handle a little bit more of that change. Mm-hmm. And, um, like in general, we can kind of tell if a, if a breakout is hormonal, which we're going to get into this a little bit more. Um, but based on the time of the month that it appears, if you have a cycle, if you're cycling you, and you see a change and it kind of comes, you know, this is why I love a tracking app like flow because, you know, and I think you use a different one, right? Do you use cl- the clue? I app? flow. Is no, I right? use flow. Okay. So there's clue is one of them. Flow is another, um, I think that's one that Sharon had spoken about on the podcast prior. Mm. And um, we can definitely link to our episode with Sharon on, um, you know, period power. That was an incredible episode. And um, I think, you know, one of the great reasons to use Clue or Flow when it comes to your, your skin health is being able to track when you're having breakouts. Because it's hard to know the cyclical nature of things until you see it laid out over the course yep. of a few months. And I cannot all emphasize know that more. I don't know. I don't write, I don't write stuff down. So I, I mean, (laughs) I I write a lot of things down, but I don't write anything health related down. I just like track it in an app. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, and then you can, so likely you can chalk it up to some sort of hormonal shift, even though that's a natural hormonal shift, we might see some imbalances there. And, you know, during your cycle, like when you head into the week of your period, this is when your when androgens are typically surging in your body. And these tend to be deeper, inflamed uh, cysts, and they are likely to be less likely to be whiteheads or blackheads. So it's just an important thing to note. Which Jen went over the different kinds of breakouts in mm-hmm. heavy detail in mm-hmm. episode seventy-three. So make sure you guys check that out if you want to dig into that a little bit more. Um, okay, signs and symptoms of hormonal acne. Jen, do you want to walk us through this? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, it's important to back up
0: and say. I want everyone to feel empowered to just take a deep breath <laughs> and go, okay, we're, we all deal with this on different levels and different ways. Um, and hopefully this gives you at least some indication of like, because I, as I was going through these notes, I went, oh, actually I could really benefit from this information, even though I know a lot of this already. <laughs> so welcome. Glad you guys are here. <laughs> um, some of the signs that you can see that... Um, signs and symptoms of hormonal acne is that maybe you didn't deal with acne as a teenager but you are starting to deal with it maybe in your 20s uh, that we actually see a hormonal shift and change within our bodies in our like er- early 20s, um, especially women like it's it's actually when kind of especially with skin we start to see less moisture in our skin cells period. It's like the beginning of the aging process is about the age 25 ish um, so mid-20s. So if you're starting to experience more breakouts in your 20s, yeah, that's that's that dehydration factor that happens because of your hormone signaling that's happening. Um, if you have blemishes around your chin and jawline, it's very, very common for, we call that the very like estrogenic area or hormonally driven area. Uh, if you find that there's like a cyclical nature behind it, like you see that there's breakouts that occur at certain types of the month, Um you might also notice stress is deeply tied to your breakouts. So you like, because I, I know lots of people that deal with that. Um, and the type of breakout that you might be dealing with is more painful. It's like that rumbling, like you know, people can't see it, but you can feel it. That That's definitely an inflammatory, hormonally driven breakout for sure. Um, something else to consider is that it may not be just st- at your chin and jawline. If they, if they tend to stay at your chin and jawline then you can definitely say that's probably more hormonally driven but um also random areas like you got one on your temple and you got like one on the apple of your cheek and one on your neck like it's just very spread out um which sounds kind of funny because you're like but you just said chin and jawline and i'm like well they'll either cluster in the chin and jawline or they will be very random like super like all over the place Mm. um but the ones that are all over the place that are spread out are actually um that they look almost just like swollen mounds versus like based around a pore that's how you can also tell it's like a lot of times if there's not like a very defined like swollen pore or bacteria ridden pore with that white pus that you're talking about then that's that's hormonally driven um and I was not, I was in such deep denial about that for such a long time because I'm like I don't I don't have acne issues Pfft, whatever everybody's got acne issues to a certain extent we're either dealing with dry whiteheads and blackheads and bacterial breakouts or you've got inflammatory stuff and so it's like you're all you're you're dealing with it all you know mm-hmm. some of the causes though I I want to break down some of the causes because that can be a real light bulb moment for people.
1: Yeah, I mean, going back to signs and symptoms too, if you have acne and you are just a generally stressed person, or you have a lot of stress in your life period that you aren't able to manage or aren't managing well, that's something that's a clear sign and symptom of hormonal acne, Mm because stress and the hormonal cascade, like they go hand in hand. Um, Elevated cortisol can be a big contributing factor, which we're going to talk about in a second. So... Um, and then if you're dealing with like painful cysts, so cystic acne rather than blackheads or whiteheads, which Jen kind of talked about, but I just wanted to lay out clearly. Um, that's a clear sign that you are dealing with something that's hormonally driven. Yeah. Okay. So causes in hormonal acne. Hi, it's complicated again. I know. (laughs) Backs complicated. Yes. So there are multiple causes of hormonal acne it's not clear cut and often more than one is present for each individual person which makes it harder to pin down a single effective treatment which is why you kind of like got to throw everything at it at the same time we're going topical we're going internal we're working on the gut we're supporting the liver we're doing all sorts of things um, this is all why which, also why practitioners are
0: profoundly important because that's hard you guys yes that's really yes. hard to do
1: and I, you know, I think it's really interesting. I, I don't, I've never understood why we go, okay, cool. I have a skin issue. Let me go to a dermatologist. Well, like let's back up and let's go to a naturopathic doctor and talk about root cause, you know, and yeah. root cause medicine in general. So that's something that I'm always going to be a proponent of. Obviously, working with a practitioner is really important. And there are many, many fabulous functions of a dermatologist. But when you're dealing with hormonal acne, I would actually argue that that's probably not the person you want to go to first. I would go to an esthetician, a great esthetician that uses natural products. And I would Mm -hmm. go to a nutritionist or a naturopathic doctor.
0: (laughs) what I would I'm over here profusely nodding (laughs) yes because I I can't tell you how many people I'm the last practitioner that they're talking to like I'm the last person because they've tried it all and I'm just it's it's interesting because I can back it up and be like okay well you've done this and you've worked on that and this is the results and this and and I can map things out for them and we can have the discussion on like have you seen a holistic practitioner have you seen a functional medicine doctor have you gone down that route and most of the time they're like nobody's ever mentioned that to me and I'm like Hi, I'm I'm mentioning it to you. Um, (laughs) It's me. It's me. Because I'm like, look, this is where I end. My scope ends. I can tell you how to, you know, how do you support your skin topically. But I cannot tell you anything about what's going on the inside other than I can see you could really
1: benefit from it. Yeah. And so, well, and this is where like going and getting like a full blood panel and working with a naturopathic doctor can be really helpful. Um, doing mm-hmm. a GI map and working with a nutritionist or a naturopath who does GI mapping. That can be mm-hmm. a really helpful modality to go alongside anything that you're doing topically and just dietarily to, to, um, address hormonal acne. But we're going to talk about addressing hormonal acne in a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, okay, so causes. Um, as I mentioned prior, elevated cortisol can be a large contributing factor to hormonal acne. As we know and we've talked about in our many episodes about managing stress and, and gut health, uh, cortisol is one of those things that when, when our body has to produce more cortisol, it steals it's called the pregnenolone steel it steals from our other hormone production and so we can What's just have again? a pregnenolone steel I'm not even going to get into it today because that's a whole episode <laughs> I'm like whoa but, okay you know when we have <laughs> elevated cortisol in the body it essentially is taking the energy that our body would be using to produce other hormones and diverting it away and this is where we see decrease like vitamin d um, Mm -hmm. because vitamin d is a hormone that's created in the body like we don't talk about that enough dhea all sorts of things so this yeah again lots of detail there but we're going to gloss over that a little bit just know stress is a massive factor in hormonal acne check your stress try to manage it do what you can do there Um, we've talked about it on several episodes of the podcast. (laughs) So feel free to go back and listen life pursuit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's our life (laughs) pursuit. You're right. It's pretty much, Mm -hmm. we talk about it every week (laughs) and which I hope you feel the humanity in that, you know, that, that, you know, folks who are professionals in these spaces too, we all struggle because guess what? We're also human, right? Mm -hmm. Um, increased environmental toxicity and the prevalence of xenoestrogens are also a, a, a root cause for hormonal acne, And I mean, as we've kind of discussed on the last two episodes, uh, 137 and 138, the environment is toxic as F (laughs) and (laughs) we've got endocrine disruptors coming at us in every which way. And we all need Mm -hmm. to understand that our liver is working overtime on the daily to the to to deal with those changes and the environmental toxic load and your body being the brilliant thing that it is has to push Mm -hmm. that junk out and so your skin is one way in which you detox and while acne is absolutely the worst like you understand that your body can be doing the best it can to keep those vital organs safe so even when you're dealing with breakouts like just know your body's working actually the way that it's supposed to which is like happy Mm -hmm. but we also need to just like love it and respect it but also tell it to just like you know try try to change okay (laughs) let's try to detox better do your job but not like that (laughs) but not like that (laughs) um but it's a good sign that you need to look deeper because your body is really asking you for that maybe begging you for it um Mm -hmm. and getting your attention in a not so fun way and here's the thing like in in the whole skin issues tend to be a significantly latent sign of an internal issue so your, yeah. your body tried to tell you 10 ways to Sunday that your gut was having an issue, but it doesn't show you until it shows up on your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's that. <clears throat> um, and then in addition to environmental toxicity and cortisol, we see hormonal changes that come with menstruation, um, PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, menopause, um, and just increased androgen levels in general for a myriad of reasons. And then this one is a big kahuna, but Mm -hmm. the hormonal change that occurs after discontinuing or starting the birth control pill um, or a hormonal IUD. So we're not talking about the copper IUD here, but with the hormonal IUD can also cause acne. Now, the interesting part, we're going to break this down a little bit. But the interesting part of walking through, you know, the different things we see when someone is either discontinuing or starting birth control, the pill, is that these things can also apply to any hormonal function changes that we're seeing that are mirrored in other issues like PCOS, menstruation, menopause, increased androgen levels, all of those things. So this doesn't just have to do with birth control, but this is what we see in the prevalence of, again, discontinuing or starting a birth control pill, Mm -hmm. Um, or again, hormonal IUD. So the first thing is what's called the androgen rebound. And this is where hormonal contraceptives suppress your natural hormones, including testosterone, by the way. And when you discontinue the pill, what is known as an androgen rebound can occur. And in other words, basically your body kicks into high gear, creating more testosterone. And the elevated androgens cause an increase in that sebum production you can get oily skin and then acne follows so it starts that whole kind of hormonal acne cascade this is something i've seen over and over
0: and over again like i've seen it so this happened to me i'm like this is this is me i think i've been
1: depleted in zinc ever since i went off on birth control many many years ago yep and i'm i'm so glad i was only i think i was only on it for like three years Four years. I was only on it at six like months. I was only on it
0: six months, and I was. I'm happy during that time. I was like, <laughs> mm, I was. Yeah, my body did not like birth control. But yes,
1: um, the other issue is that birth control depletes zinc. So birth control depletes nutrients like crazy including zinc and zinc is necessary for immune function and especially for skin health. So, so important, important for skin health. Guys. When I'm having skin issues, I'm always like, Cassie, you forget to take your zinc. What is happening with you? So, um, <laughs> And basically what zinc can do is it can inhibit bacteria from going on your sweat glands, which is one way that pimples can arise. It's also necessary for helping you actually use vitamin A and vitamin A is well recognized for its ability to support healthy skin and reduce acne and so it's a really important to keep your testosterone in check to allow your skin to flourish and support the immune system in regulating that bacteria that can lead to acne and zinc and vitamin a play a huge role in that mm-hmm. and i can't i mean you guys zinc and vitamin a zinc and vitamin a very very important and then on top of that birth control also disrupts the microbiome so you can imagine as i'm walking through these maybe you haven't you're having uh, elevated androgens in your body but it's not because of discontinuing or starting the pill but you see the same cascade maybe yes. you have a zinc deficiency for a different reason but you see the same cascade totally maybe possible. you have an issue in your gut microbiome because of a different issue but it's the same cascade so this is why walking yep. through this when it comes to birth control is super interesting but also it's not just about birth control it's not exclusive um, Yes, exactly. And so um, again, disrupts the microbiome. So it can essentially mess with your microbiome in in the worst of ways it can lead to leaky gut, which is that intestinal hyper hyperpermeability that we've talked about. I mean, episode 18, episode 19 of the podcast, you guys, mm-hmm. I feel like our, my whole job now is just referring to backed episodes of the podcast. <laughs> um, but if you're dealing with gut dysbiosis, if you're dealing with disruptions in your microbiome, I highly recommend you, you listen to those two episodes um, but that can then in turn you know lead to food sensitivities because those tight junctures in the intestines are pulling apart and there's more room for things to get through the dump along and then our immune system attacks those and then we've got increased inflammation and then possibly even autoimmune conditions and there's so many skin issues that go straight along with autoimmune conditions That's a whole nother conversation I was like because I can't Pandora's even tell box. you I would have, I would have folks come into my office, my nutrition practice, and be dealing with skin issues, and I would look at them and I would be like, in my mind, thinking to myself, I wonder if they've ever been diagnosed with blank, you know, because I could see it on their skin, yep, where their body hangs on to inflammation too. Um, And so the pill has been shown again and again to cause changes to the oral, vaginal, and gut flora and it can leave you more susceptible to infection and cause imbalances in in gut bugs that can lead to a further hormone imbalance. So the really hard part about this is like hormone imbalance can disrupt your microbiome and disruption of your microbiome can ag- like lead to hormone imbalance. And this is why we talk about hormonal acne as this like cyclic issue. Right. Mm -hmm. Not just in the timing, but also in this kind of just goes and goes and goes and self perpetuates, which is a huge Mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get through these last couple ones. I know we're we're going to keep it short for you guys. Um, The last one here when it comes to the pill is overwhelmed liver detox. So this is something that we touched on last week. Um, But essentially the liver is the main organ that has to process all these hormones and get them ready to move out. And if the liver isn't doing its job well, then acne can flare up really badly. And we need a liver that's detoxing regularly and bowels that are moving. I know it's poop. It's a poop conversation, but we need those bowels to move. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that you can stand any chance of getting rid of acne. And, you know, I think some would argue that hormonal birth control isn't too much for the liver to handle. But, like, it's really important for us to consider these kind of nutrient deficiencies that come with it and the hormonal cascade and how that happens. And then also if our liver is already burdened by environmental toxicity, which, hi, welcome to the world, it is already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, even if you're doing all the things, there's only so much we can control. And so that's why we have to really think about, okay, it's not just in a vacuum of, okay, what does birth control do to the liver? It's what's the state of the liver initially. And then what's happening when we add birth control to the equation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's really important that we acknowledge like the role of processed food and medications that can lead to these nutrient depletions, hormone disruption, poor gut health, etc. And I do want to say like, if you're choosing to use birth control for whatever reason, whether it be for birth control or to adjust, your acne and help your skin, like that is your right. But one of the things that is so, so important, and we'll leave you with this today, is that it's also your right to get crazy schooled on what birth control is doing to your body. And obviously we've gone through a few things as it pertains to skin, but in general there is so much more to the story and I highly recommend reading Behind the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton. So so important. good. So mm-hmm. so good.
0: It's all about choice. It's all about educated choice. Like if we have the educated choice, then, and I think that was something that really empowers us here between Cassie and I, we just, we really care about the fact that you guys can make these educated choices for yourself and you help can guide other people there too, because for every one person that knows this, they know how many people and they could have that conversation too. I think it's just, This is stuff that I feel is wildly important to our personal bodies and should be like standard education. But as you've probably discovered that this is a complicated conversation that can take a long time to unravel. Uh, And so we also believe vastly in choice. Like you get to choose. You want to be on birth control, then understand where that goes for your body. And it's not it's not a death sentence. (laughs) by any means it's not extreme to the point where you can't ever use it just understand how to support your body through that process or what it'll be like to support
1: your body getting off of it yes yeah and again beyond the pill is a great resource for that and you know just to circle back around you know the the cause of hormonal acne is not usually any one given thing it's that usually more than one of the things we just talked about are present in each individual person and which is why it makes it harder to pin down, you know, a single effective treatment. So one of the things you got to do with hormonal acne is just like throw a lot of things at it at once, you know, and a great thing and place to start is to get some blood work done with a practitioner so that you can get a clear picture. Are you deficient in zinc? How's your vitamin A? How's your vitamin D? Um, we didn't even get to that part, <laughs>
0: but oh you know,
1: it's, I mean, it's, in, it's inherent, um, you know, because if, if vitamin A is depleted, vitamin A and D work in tandem, and then that tandem relationship gets thrown off in the body. So hmm. vitamin D is also a really important factor to skin health as well. So all of that to say, we just dumped a lot of information on you. <laughs> Welcome to Rebel Heart Radio. <laughs> Next week, we are going to dig into um, healing Hormonal acne from the inside. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about um, seed cycling, which I'm so excited to dig into. We've not really dig into that too much on the podcast, um, but I've I've been doing it for a while now and really enjoying it. Trying to you know hang out and love on my own hormones and uh we're gonna talk about sleep we're gonna talk about stress all the things so we're gonna dig into that next week and then in the fall on the following week for episode 141 jenna is gonna walk us through all the topical things which i'm so Mm, excited mm, for mm, mm. Mm, we're gonna party mm. it's gonna be so good so this is gonna feel empowering from here on out so scary (laughs) oh always That is always my hope that any information y'all get on the podcast is empowering so thank you for being here thank you for giving us time in your earbuds or on your speaker and uh, we don't take it lightly we appreciate you so much hope you guys have a great week
0: thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our instagram you can ask us anything we love to get to know you guys don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on itunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode